In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to Be Fulfilled, Episode 3. Tony Grubmeyer with today's guest, Mike Flynn. Back in 2008, at the height of the financial crisis, Mike ballooned to well over 250 pounds and was literally ready to throw in the towel as he proclaimed one day to his mastermind group of second-generation financial planners. He hit rock bottom. His back gave out when reaching to assist his one-and-a-half-year-old daughter one day and had to pick up the phone and call his mom and say, please come and rescue me because he couldn't get up. Mike is a serial entrepreneur who, over the course of his career as a financial advisor, realized that the greatest crisis people face today is not necessarily a financial one. Rather, it is a lack of identifying their purpose and tapping into their potential. Welcome to the show, today's guest, Mike Flynn. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. I'm really honored to be on the show and uh, stoked to impact your audience today. Well, I'm looking forward to it. There's going to backstory. We'll just quickly dive into so the audience understands. Mike and I had no idea who each other were. We got connected and we figured out there's so many people we have in common. But then when we digged a little deeper, we realized we're actually from the same town, which is a really small town in California called Santa Cruz. And then we dug a little deeper and we started realizing, oh, there's so many cool things about each other that we just wanted to talk about. So you're a guest on our show. I ask the question, the real stories behind success. What does success mean to you? I think success means the definition of success is it's a decision. It's not something that you ever truly arrive at. It is a choice that you make. Like right now, you and I can choose whether or not we're successful. And that's why I love the name of your show, Be Fulfilled, because if you are fulfilled, regardless of the number of zeros in your bank account, you are successful. And that is a choice. It is a decision. It's a powerful decision that you and I get to make every single day that we get up out of our bed. And I think that the entrepreneurial world, the people that you and I are surrounded by are conflicted every single day by the definition that they know to be true inside of themselves and the definition that entrepreneurial media wants us to believe, which is, you know, the whole money, fame, dollars, all of that stuff, airplanes, private jets, all of those material external motivators are good. There's nothing wrong with them. But if we're internally driven, if we're internally motivated by the fact that we are successful now, that we have all of the tools and skills necessary to perform at a peak level in every area of our life right now, that's what success is. No, I I love that. And I know that you live in a beautiful area. You go out for a lot of inspirational walks and talks. And I saw one of your inspirational talks the other day where you had this really candid audience. And it was (laughs) one of these things where like most people, you know, when they think of like how many people need to be in the audience to give a talk, I've given great talks and it's just been 10, 15 people. And I've given talks and thousands of people have been there. You seem to be giving talks lately to some new type of heartbeats. Can you tell us a little bit about one of your recent talks you've given and why? Because I I know you were joking, but I also know that there's something really powerful that I'm going to ask you to go a little deeper on of why 
you stopped to talk to them today? <laughs> well, I went for a run. I went for a run and I happened upon some of my biggest fans, you know, and I took the opportunity. You never, ever want to miss out on an opportunity to help inspire and breathe life into these people's dreams and visions and, and hopes. And, and so I did that. I spoke to these beautiful creatures, these beautiful creations, and, and I wanted to give them an opportunity to share their insight too and give a testimonial. So, but when I turned the camera around on them and people can go to my Instagram page at the impact Mike and watch this video, when I turned the camera on them, I literally took their breath away and they were speechless. And yes, it was funny. And there's a bunch of messages like in between the lines of that video. The first message was for myself. And that was, don't take yourself so damn seriously. Like the punchline is that I did this video. I was talking to cows in a cow patty and in a cow field. And the other issue is that, you know, like 90% of the time, you are really the only person that cares enough about your message. So make sure you really, really believe in it. Yeah, I, I got that. And I think I got something else. I got that. We have to be okay, like with the fun part. Like I get that. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. But we also have to be okay that sometimes we're going to step in some, you know what? Yep. And we're not going to smell good coming out the other end. But if you never forget to have fun and understand at the end of the day that your mission in life is fill in the blank. What is your mission in life? My mission in life is to help people achieve their potential and find their purpose and then use that to have a game-changing impact in the lives of others. All right. So now we've talked a lot about success, purpose, right? How to help people change. Tell me about what brought you this awareness where you decided this was the place or the step you were going to take to be where you're at today? What were the, some of the things that you've experienced along your journey to get you to where you're at? Well, I mean, you know, it's definitely a journey and it's been an interesting one. You know, I think you mentioned that I'm, you know, I'm part of Flynn Wealth Strategies, which my dad started 30 years ago after he retired from the military. And he had 39, uh, he had 39 kids. He had, uh, <laughs> he had, keep that, keep that. That's just, that's, that's wonderful. No, might as well have had 39 kids. He had four kids at the time, another one on the way. I'm one of six kids. And he was 39 years old when he started this business as an entrepreneur after being a military officer. So it was, you know, from one grind to another. And I swore I would never join the family business. And so I started my career after college working for a PR firm and we worked with great brands, dryers, Clorox, 24-hour fitness. It was a lot of fun, but I wasn't really inspired by what I was doing. There wasn't anything, any life being breathed into what I was doing. And so I called my dad up one day and I said, dad, I'm going to give you the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm going to join the family business. And he welcomed me with open arms and that was in 2004 and it was like off to the races right away. I said, I'm going to join the business on one condition that I succeed or fail on my own. I don't want you to give me any of your clients. And he said, good, because I'm not going to give, I wasn't going to give you anything anyway, because he's still, you know, he's in it. He's working it. He's, he's got his mouths to feed still, you know, my youngest brother is 15 years younger than me. So, you know, the long story short, you know, we're out the gates, working hard, hitting it, hard, making decent money. And then the financial crisis hits and, you know, everything just falls to pieces. And 
I was at, when I started in the business, I was basically at my peak physical condition. By 2010, I had ballooned up to 250 pounds. And without me really knowing it, the rock bottom for me was when I bent over to pick up my one and a half year old daughter's sippy cup and my back gave out. And I was home alone with my two daughters and I was on the floor in excruciating pain. My wife was gone in a meeting. She wasn't answering her phone. And I had to call my mother, who fortunately lived 10 minutes away from us, to come pick her 250-pound son up off the floor. And I was just done, man. I mean, I was so done. I had been 2008, 2009, 2010. Come 2011, I had planned on leaving the business because I was just fried. And I went to my mastermind group, which consists of nine other second generation advisors. And I went with the intent of telling them, you know, farewell, I'm leaving the business. This is the last time I'm going to see you guys. Well, we had this speaker there and she asked us a very pointed question, which I had never thought about before, which is what is your one thing? Mm. And she, you know, the quote from City Slickers when Curly asks Billy Crystal's character, what's your one thing? And it was like, suddenly it was like my big aha moment that my one thing was my wife and my kids, nothing else mattered. And as long as I did everything to honor them, the rest would fall into place. And that's really where my journey began because in my business, in the wealth management, financial services industry, we are very much an externally motivated, driven industry you know, assets under management, you know, who's got the biggest portfolio, the best clients, whatever. And I was still very stuck and driven in that mentality until about 2015, where I started to really kind of come to the conclusion that I needed to make some changes, not just for myself, but so that I could better serve my clients and be more intentional with the way I addressed their needs. And so that's what I did. I started to really focus in on how I can really change the paradigm of how my clients approach their planning and also how the rest of us in the entrepreneurial world look at success and look at the things that motivate us. I like that. I mean, so you heard like the four pillars, you've heard people talk about the four pillars of life, like there's faith, fitness, finances. Well, I, I have this thing that I developed called the six bridges to personal growth and well-being. Cool. What are they? Faith, family, fitness, finances, friends, and fun. I like it. And it's actually, you know, something I can send to you because I created a workbook for people to do. But it actually is part, I have this philosophy called the four pillars of peak performance. P stands for position. E stands for engagement. A stands for action. K stands for kinetic. In order to be properly positioned for success in anything, in life. First, you need to make sure you're taking care of yourself so that you're equipped to take care of those most important to you. And so that after that, you can take care of your community and clients. If you don't do the first thing, you can't do anything else. Yeah. I think it's super important today, you know, business owners, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, we put our health like at the end, like a lot of us just know we got to get to work. We got the, we got to get this done. If we don't grind this out, like there's going to be no money. If we have no money, we won't be able to pay our bills. If we can't pay our bills, then our staff's going to leave us. And, but I'm going to drop dead under all the stress and pressure. If I don't put myself in health first, mm-hmm. how did you go from 250 to where you're at today? I just made a choice. I made a decision. I said, this is, this is enough. You know, I looked at myself 
in the mirror. I said, this is not who I am. This is not who I'm created to be. I believe that you and I are created by a God who, who put greatness in us and that we are created to do more than we can possibly think, ask, or imagine. Was that easy for you at first, 250, looking at yourself in the mirror? Did the weight just drop or did you no. have a little bit of a grind? No, I mean, you got you to gotta work. There's nothing is easy. Nothing is easy. It's only as easy as you make it though. I mean, like, you know, in other words, I was just talking with somebody today who is where I was and is overwhelmed by the idea of trying to go from 250 to 200. And, you know, when you take a little bite out of that apple at a time and focus on just the same thing when you look at it, like as a business and you focus on periodization and, and look at it over a 13 week period instead of the whole entire meal, you're able to take it one step at a time without making massive changes to your overall lifestyle. If you, anybody, anybody is capable of losing, if they wanted to, one pound a week, just by measuring what they're doing and monitoring what they're eating and continuing to build that into a habit. And it really comes down to deciding to do it. It's a mindset thing. I was talking to somebody about it. Anything that we want to do, any improvement that we may want to make in our life, it comes down to mindset. You might have the desire to have something, to do something, but you have to choose to do something in order for it to happen. Oh man, like that's the paradigm, right? Like you keep doing the same thing, you get the same result. So something happens, you shift, your mindset changes. You're like, okay, ready. I made a choice. I made a decision. What do you weigh currently today? Right now I'm, I'm at like 211. There you go. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, I think when you put your health first, you're out talking to cows too, by the way. So you're running. Mm -hmm. So you know, you're getting some exercise and I see photos of you all the time with your family. Beautiful family, by the way. Thank you. I married lucky, up. You're a lucky man. You did. You're a lucky man. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of insight that you've been able to share online, which I love because it's the personal touches. Because I think you also talked a little bit in the beginning about the nice cars, the airplanes, like the luxury life. And you know what's crazy? I wish there was a way that you could just snap your fingers and everything that wasn't true, didn't belong to them really, was gone. Mm -hmm. And they would just stand and say, you know what, this is the stuff that I'm going to thrive to be, or this is the stuff that I'm going to thrive to get, or this is who I want to be eventually one day. Instead of looking at me like I've got it all. Because in reality, we don't have it all. We're working on it. And there's, there's nowhere to get. I tell people all the time, you're exactly where you're supposed to be doing exactly what you said you wanted to do. Now you have a decision to make. And it sounds like you've made some really instinctful decisions along your journey. You know, I've had to really, I'm a very introspective person. I'm, I'm very thoughtful. I have big dreams. I know that I have things that I'm yet to accomplish. And frankly, I'm frustrated with where I'm at. I know I can do more. I know I can do better. And I'm working on it every single day. And I'm taking risks and I'm making changes. And my biggest problem, to be honest with you, and where I get in trouble is not communicating my vision to my wife because I'm moving so fast, you know, like she's like, wait, hold on. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? And I'm, that's something that I'm aware of because she's really brought it to my attention. And I know it's something that I need to do because it goes back to that whole K for kinetic. We're only going to be so successful by ourselves, But when we get people on board with us on the vision in with what we're doing, anything is possible to go back to what you said a second ago about if you could snap your fingers and all of that bullshit, if I can use that oh, word, yeah. would, you. Be, would be, um, 
you know, suddenly disappear. Here's something that I heard recently, and I cannot remember who said it, but it was really profound. It was, it struck me. It's a saying that goes by every asset that you own now will one day be owned by someone else. You oh, own yeah. nothing. Yeah, Bob Proctor. So I played a video, and Bob Proctor talks about that. And he talks about like how, where you're at right now, right? Everything that you have learned is yours forever. Everything that you have learned goes with you forever. Mm-hmm. So what are you learning? Because another great mentor and coach of mine is my neighbor. And I followed this gentleman. He lost his father a couple of years ago, just super smart in the health industry. And I love him to pieces. And I hope he listens to this because giving him some kudos. He always tells me and he always reminds me, everyone is a teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like we have to remind ourselves if everybody's a teacher, there's some that we have to avoid and some we have to listen to. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I want to go back. You stopped a little bit about like, you have so much more and you have this thing with your wife that you need to share your vision. And so you're a mastermind group, you know, the nine people in this group that you meet with, right. do you, do you feel like sometimes you're stuck because you're talking to the same group of people all the time? You know, we're pretty, we're all learners and we all are from different parts of the country and have different styles and practices and experiences. So I don't know if I ever feel stuck, but I also am part of other groups where I get oh, a lot of different opinions. And, and then we are able to take our experiences outside of this group and bring it all together and kind of dissect stuff, right? But it is important to have experiences outside of your bubble Otherwise, you begin to filter out potential opportunities and experiences because you don't have the awareness, you don't have your antennas up because it doesn't fit your paradigm. But the only way that you are going to grow and potentially see opportunities is by getting out of the norm and by being that outlier and allowing yourself to deviate from the baseline from time to time to test new ideas. And that is the key to success, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think being able to have a platform where you can play, getting your wife on board was also something that I wanted to tell you. Like, I've struggled a little bit about that because, you know, it's like, do I really need to tell her? And then my mastermind group, the guys we always talk about, we always say like, she's the silent partner in my ventures, right? She's Mm -hmm. the silent partner because she doesn't want anything to, she's not coming to the office, not going to do any of the work. But she needs to be able to support me and I need to be able to support her because we're both partners in life. Yeah. Yeah. So we started just looking at how we could help each other, support each other, help their passions move. You know, I want to be, if she wants to go start a new business or run deeper in hers, I want to be an advisor. I just want to listen. I just want to be a soundboard. I don't need to fix her business or fix her. I just need to tell my wife what's going on. So when I come home and I'm completely stressed out, everything's gone sideways on me. She goes, you know what, honey, I love you and I get you. We can get through this together. Yeah. You know, and to make matters more complicated in my world, my wife is the director of operations for our firm. Mm. So, you know, when I'm, when, (laughs) you know, she makes sure that we're running things in the right direction. And when I'm off doing different things and revisioning kind of how I want to do the business and the side hustles that I want to do, which my podcast is one and other things that I'm doing, you know, I need to make sure that she's on board with it and she understands how it fits in with everything else that we're doing and how it's going to enhance our life and not distract from the things that we do well. Yeah. I mean, you just talk about your podcast for a moment. I mean, a great one in the impact entrepreneur show. I mean, 
Mike, here's something that I've got into this conversation around the office. You know, how's your podcast doing? You know, you're making lots of money, got tons of downloads, you're impacting tons of people's lives. I'm like, yeah, it's all great. So you go after like the money piece. I've heard so many people say like, are you making money with your podcast? Tell me how much fun your podcast is first for you. Oh, I, I, dude, first of all, our podcast, my podcast is ultimately the reason why you and I are talking because it's like, it's increased my network significantly. And I have a blast. I've learned so much from people that I otherwise would never, ever have been able to talk to one-on-one. And, you know, not only do they say that your network is your net worth, you know, which I I believe, but more importantly, I believe your net worth is your self-worth. And, you know, it's important to surround yourself by people who pump you up and not inflate your ego, but pump you up and inspire you. The word inspire means to breathe life into something. And so you got to surround yourself with people who breathe life into your dreams, into your vision and into your potential. And that's what this podcast has enabled me to do. And it's not really, it's not making money. I don't have incredible downloads. I have you know, some financial support from people on my Patreon platform that are supporting the show. But like, I'm not out there to make this a money-making podcast. That's not like the mission. If you're starting a podcast with the intent of becoming the next Lewis Howes or Jordan Harbinger or John Lee Dumas or whatever, and monetizing it through sponsorships, you're going to have a really hard road unless you already have an audience of a million people. Well, I mean, if you talk about Lewis Howes, I mean, he went out and created all of that. Right. And right. So you have the same opportunity. So do I, and so does everybody else. So I I think a lot of people who will even listen to these episodes as they download, they're still waiting for success to be just given to them. They're waiting for somebody to pass on the fortune, but you can't pass on the knowledge unless you're willing to get dirty and try and fail. And sounds like, you know, your dad, I love it. I mean, it's how I can tie a lot of what we're talking into today. Your dad's like, I'm not going to give you any book of business. You know, you're going to have to figure this stuff out. I'll be here to support you the best I can. If you have questions, come see me. We'll do this together. However, you're going to have to go and learn how to earn on your own rather than me giving you a handout. What do you think the guy who's getting started, what would be the biggest piece of advice you'd give to a new business owner, entrepreneur today who's thinking about going into business for themselves? The most important piece of advice that, oh man, that is a, that is a doozy of a question because there's just so many ways I could go with that thing. So we were talking about it in just a minute ago. So that's, so like I threw it to left field just to see if you would catch it. Oh. So for me, it's integrity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like you find the one that works for you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was going to say mentorship. So the most important thing is to surround yourself with trustworthy mentors. And what I mean by that is people who understand that success is a process and not necessarily a destination. They have learned the hard lessons that money is a tool and not the end ultimately. It's a means to a greater end and purpose. You want to surround yourself with those people. And Jim Rohn talked about, you know, you are the average of the five people. And so if you surround yourself with a bunch of scumbag liars, you're probably going to end up being like that. If you surround yourself with a bunch of high integrity, hardworking, fun-loving people who are in constant pursuit of their own personal development and aren't afraid to fail, stare failure head on, and believe that they have the ability to bounce back when they do stumble and fall, 
Those are the kind of people that you want because there is one thing that is guaranteed when you're running a business, you're going to fail. There is, whether it's the actual business or a project within the business or a deal you were trying to close, you are going to fail. And sometimes it's going to be big. You know, sometimes it's going to be a big thing. And actually, this is leading me to my real hmm. piece of advice for anybody, especially starting entrepreneurs. We get to define the power we give over our choices. Our choices, you know, I interviewed Lou Holtz, the great Lou Holtz, and he said, Mike, there's approximately 422,000 words in the English vocabulary, and the most important word among them is choice. And I 100% agree with that because our choices hold incredible power over us. And so we get to choose how we view success, but we also get to choose how we view failure. And we should stare failure in the face and not be afraid of it because we get to choose what we are afraid of. What would you say is your biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome to get to where you're at today? Your biggest, like, I heard 250. I don't think that's the biggest. No, no, What's no. the biggest, what's the biggest failure? Man, I almost lost everything in the financial crisis. I'm still climbing out, you know, of the challenges that I faced personally, having been in the business, like super green, three and a half years into the business, the whole entire financial marketplace unravels. I just bought my house in August of 2007. I'm married for, at that point, like three and a half, four years. My income drops cumulatively over the next three years by, you know, about 50%. I've got a huge mortgage. I go from one kid to two kids to three kids. And now I have four kids. By 2011, I have four kids. Mm. And I mean, just dealing with life, you know, and trying to remain this positive force of nature. And it nearly, it beat me down, man. Like ultimately I was diagnosed with postpartum depression after my fourth was born. Think about that. My wife's the one that went through all the labor, the delivery, the carrying of the baby for the nine months. And then I'm the one that's diagnosed with postpartum depression. Like, what an assault to the male ego that could be if I allowed it to be, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, we all go through this, this thing called life. And, you know, unfortunately, we all don't get out alive. We all going to die. But the journey along the way is going to put a lot of hurdles on the track of life, right? We all start out where we start out. We look to the stands and we see all of our family and our friends. And as we go along life, we lose some things. Yeah. And some of those things are just deals that go sideways, things that are out of our control. What keeps you focused? if you took your family and moved them to the side and they weren't able to be the answer, what keeps you focused about going over life's hurdles that keep being thrown your way? Because I know that I have greatness within me, I know that other people also have greatness within them. And because of the very things you've just talked about, life and the obstacles and the hurdles, you know, they've got these layers of facade and fakeness that are preventing them from realizing who they were truly created to be and what their potential is. And so being able to peel back those layers 
and shed light onto the truth of who they were created to be, that is what keeps me focused and energized every day. And the other thing is the community around me, the community, you know, each and every one of us at some point will have the opportunity to be what our parish priest, I'm Catholic says, we will have the opportunity to be a stretcher bearer for someone, somebody who's been knocked down by the curveballs and the, the obstacles that life throws at us. And we will have the opportunity to pick up, to take their place and hold that stretcher and carry them. That has been true in my life and I know it'll continue to be true. So supporting the community and making sure that I continually engage in them and provide value to them is critically important. And everybody should really focus on who they surround themselves with because that could be a game changer at some point in their life. All right. So here's what we're going to do, Mike. We are going to take a quick little break and we're going to come back. And then I want you to get ready because we're going to dive into the fulfillment round, throw a bunch of questions at you, no right answers, but just a bunch of fun. And then we'll come back and we'll wrap up today's show. All right. Love it. All right. Put your seatbelt on. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be bumpy. (laughs) Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers. Clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. All right, we are back today on the Be Fulfilled Show. Special guest from my hometown, Santa Cruz, California. It's such an honor. I got Mike Flynn, Flynn Wealth Strategies. Great guy, wonderful show too. If you get a chance to download the Impact Entrepreneur Show, it's available on iTunes. Highly recommend it. I'll put it in the show notes for you as well. We've been talking a lot today with Mike about kind of the ups and downs, the grind. Almost lost it all in the financial windfall of 2008 beautiful family, four kids, a wife. What does it take to self-motivate some days when you feel like you can't get out of bed? You've dealt with, you know, some stress. you kind of like, how does life keep going when you've been through so much? And you said your journey is still going, right? There's still things that you're working through from even in 2008. You went on this journey and got yourself right. You created like the six pillars of success, you know, faith, fitness, finances, family, friends, and also the most important, which we forget so much to do is have fun along our journey. We talked a lot about mentorship. We talked about being involved in masterminds. We talked about the importance of integrity and honesty. We've also talked about making sure that we're right. And, you know, you mentioned being a Catholic, you know, being right and making sure that we're doing the next right thing. The thing that sometimes may be a little hard, but you know, it's the right thing to do because on that path is ultimately the judgment, the destination of where we're headed. You've got an incredible wife who not only works with you, but is supporting you on all of your rat brain adventures, as I like to call them. (laughs) Left, right. Honey, I thought about, okay, today we're going to put a can on an end of a fishing line and we're going to throw it into the wharf. And I believe I'm going to catch a whale. You ain't sure. You know, like we're going to go on these crazy journeys and sometimes she just shakes her head going, all right, what's next, Mike? What are we going to do now? But the good thing is you guys are in this deal together. So thank you first and foremost for being candid, being a guest. Absolutely. Um, The fulfillment round is just a way for us to have a little bit of fun, dig a little deeper into you, get to know you a little bit better. Some of the questions you may not even be able to answer because it's not what you're into. So just say pass. Okay. I don't have to throw a fake one out there. Okay. I don't need fake answers. I need real people like you. I don't do fake. Good. No fake news here. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the time as we get ready for the fulfillment round. Mike, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Favorite character? Han Solo. All right. Santa Cruz, you live there. Some people say that's where skateboarding and surfing kind of really took off. If you were to pick up a hobby today, skateboarding or surfing, what would it be? Surfing. Have you ever surfed Mavericks? No, but I would, I think that would be a, you know, if I developed the skills necessary to be able to tackle a, a wave like that, I would hope that I would have the courage to do it someday. All right. Five foods that you could pick today and that you would only be able to eat them for the rest of your life and nothing else. Five foods, chocolate chip cookies, number one. Uh, number two would be pasta carbonara from Il Vecchio and Pacific Grove. Number three would be a carne asada burrito from Taqueria Tepeque, which is around the corner from us. Number four would be sushi from a place called Akira in Soquel, now also open in Aptos. Um, and number five would be fluffy buttermilk pancakes. Wow. No fruits, no vegetables. We're going to be okay. I love it. All right. I said there's no right or wrong. I just, I'm always, I salivate at some of the answers I received because I'm like, man, these are creative. All right. Bucket list life. Five things on your bucket list that you have okay. not yet achieved, but you think about a lot that you would like to, let's say in the next 10 years. Okay. I'm in the process of writing a book that would be in my copious amounts of spare time. That is a bucket list item. Um, I want to jump out of an airplane, uh, perfectly one that's in the air, not one that's on the ground. <laughs> I uh, jump off the ground one. <laughs> and I want to go to Ireland. I also now want to go to Iceland because my friend just went there and it's a freaking amazing. Hmm. Um, is that four? Yeah, um, one more. Oh, one more. Oh, man. What else would I like to do? A bucket list item. Man, I'd like to travel the world with my kids when they're when they're adults and just see like so much of the world with them. I love my kids. And I think that would be just an amazing way to do life with them. No, I love that. What's your wife's name? Her name is Lisa. We've known each other since we were nine years old. Nine years old. All right. So Lisa's in front of you right now. She's not across the way. She's where you can actually reach out and kind of touch her. And you get the opportunity to kind of sum up your marriage with her. 15, 20 words, what would be the one thing that you think would stand out most that you love and respect about Lisa? So Lisa is the most selfless. No, no, you can't. You, you're looking at her. So talk looking, to her like you, talking you're talking to her. To her. Okay. Yeah. okay. Lisa, you are the most selfless servant leader that I've ever encountered. You think of everyone else before you you are willing to lay your life down for your friends, even though it goes unnoticed and unappreciated and unacknowledged. You do it over and over again. And even though it bothers the hell out of you sometimes that it goes unacknowledged, you do it anyway and you grin and you move forward. And that is a, a characteristic that we all should learn from. I love it. Hey, one of the reasons why I asked this question, right? Because I know, like, as I was saying, it's like the silent partner in our relationship is in our business as well. And we don't come home always like everything's great. 
and they're not mind readers, but yet they know us pretty darn well. And it sounds like you wouldn't be where you're at today without Lisa by your side going through everything with you. It sounds like you've got somebody who is helping you to run faster in your life, to do more, and you're doing it with grace and ease, and you're impacting tons of people's lives. That's why I love your podcast title too, because it's impact, right? You're leaving an impact, a legacy for others. And by doing so, you're going to inspire your four kids. Now, they don't have to go into the family business, but you're inspiring them to be led differently than maybe past generations in your family were led. I look back at my lineage and I know there was some people along the way. I'm not following their their steps. I've mm-hmm. kind of pivoted along my journey. Who would you say if it's not your father has been the biggest inspiration besides your wife and your father in your life? Besides my wife and my father. Wow. Um, my family dentist. His name is Dr. Rob Albright. I love it. And can I tell you why? Please. I'm, I'm really, now I'm really fascinated. He is still my dentist to this day. And he's not only is he my dentist, but he's also kind of like a spirit, like an advisor, like a prayer advisor to me. And so it's pretty amazing because guess what happens when you go see the dentist? You can't talk. You can only listen, mm. you know? And so over the past, you know, 30 five years that I've had teeth, you know, he has really just influenced me and spoken into my life and continues to this day. I love him like a second father. That's really cool. I mean, I, I get the visual too. You can't talk. And even if you could, they'll drill harder, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you can't respond yeah. too fast. Yeah. No, I love it, man. And, and I just want to say thanks for coming on. I know we, we talked a lot about, we even, we even talked to the cows this morning, but <laughs> the one thing that just keeps showing up for me, and that's why I think I gravitated towards you, been able to reach out. You were so kind on my birthday to not just post something on Facebook, which thank you to all the people who did. You took it a step further. You made a little video. You paused for a moment in your day. Those are the things that I've already learned about you. And I got to hear more about that today, just about the person you are. And I just want to commend you for, for stepping up and being different than everybody else, but doing it not because you're looking for something in return. You're doing it because that's who you are. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. You know, it, it's really easy to try to be attracted to the whole give and take and give with expectation of receiving something in return. But, you know, I, I really work hard and you have to work at it to not do that. It's got to be something that you just give because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. All right. So how does our audience, I'll put show notes for the podcast. How do people get connected with you? The best yes. way? I'm active on Instagram at the impact Mike. I'm a little bit active on Twitter. Also at the impact Mike, I'm active on Facebook. You can connect to me through Tony. There's also the impact entrepreneur show on Facebook. And, you know, I chose the word impact. If I could just mention that for a second, because when we encounter someone, we have the opportunity to change the trajectory that they're on. And that is something that's really important that each and every one of us should take very seriously. And when we are encountering and relating to other people, we should choose to be abundantly generous with the attention and the value that we give them. No, I love that. I'm going to throw one more challenge out for you today. I'm going to he- I'm going to put a deadline on something that I heard. Okay. So, when's the book going to be done? Uh, I had originally intended on having the first draft done 
by the end of December, but the first draft will be done by the end of Q1 2018. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Flynn today, Flynn Wealth Strategies, got a new book coming out sometime in 2018. Just twisting his arm if he gets it. Great. (laughs) If not, you know what? I think there's a book in all of us. At least you're taking action to write it and share it. And if nothing more, if you never release it to the public and you only pass it on to your family, that is the next step in you leaving your legacy. So thank you for coming on the show today, being a guest. As always, no matter where you go, people in the world, no matter what you do, choose to make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at trainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever.